Hello and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast that's all about EastEnders and nothing else. Nothing else? No. Not, not just nothing. EastEnders. Just EastEnders. That's I don't all hear we talk about. about. You. That's all we think about. <laughs> not exactly. hear about you. <laughs> um, so here we are. We are discussing episodes from the 1st to the 5th of October. Excellent. And before we start oh. talking about the one and only subject of EastEnders, there is a little bit of an apology that we need to make because we had a bit of a faux pas last week, Ben. And Did we? Yes. And we Are you got, sure? Yes. And we got pulled up on it as well. Oh. We got told off. So thank you. Uh, there was a tweet from at SW2963 or Sharon White. And she tweeted to say, wasn't Peggy and Grant's villa in Portugal, not Spain? Now, she's quite correct. It was in Portugal. And uh, we were wrong to say that uh, their villa was in Spain. And we just want to make sure that (laughs) we got everything correct. Because if we make something wrong, we say something wrong, then we do appreciate you guys letting us know what we've uh, said or done wrong. Because this is meant to be a... An interesting, fun discussion, but it's also meant to be factual. (laughs) (laughs) Portugal and Spain, the same thing, really, in my head. (laughs) I think the Portuguese and the Spanish (laughs) might have something to say about that. I know. But um, I was going to say, actually, watch out for our um, brief history in Wolford this week, because when we were recording that, I was tired and grumpy and I'd just been had a new workout. So see if anyone notices a slight change in... Your tone. Mood. I noticed. <laughs> I know. I must say, I noticed a change in your tone as we were recording it. <laughs> but I thought so. That's something to keep an eye out. Yes. So there may be quite a few things wrong because my mind was um. Don't know where it was. Wasn't but now you're just giving people opportunity to find something wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. To pick let us know. <laughs> oh goodness me! We're going to get so many tweets this week. Come on. If then. there's anything wrong, there might not be. Wait. If everything. I tell you what. If everything's perfect, mm-hmm. please tweet us and let Ben know that he did a good job, even when he was tired. Yes, we can try. Anyway, shall we move on? Yes. So we're starting off with Tiffany and Jagger, her new boyfriend. Yes. I'd like to add that Jagger is the same age as Keanu. 19. His girlfriend's 15. Yes. How old is Keanu's girlfriend? She's 48. Oh, is it 48? Mm. That's a nice little contrast. Bit of a nugget there. Mm. So yeah, Jagger's back. He's been missing for a few weeks. I'm assuming the actor was missing because he's now got a new haircut. <laughs> he's trying to grow it through because he was embarrassed by wow. it continuity like to keep you off for a few weeks if you change your hair oh so um yeah they've changed his style slightly he's not as like greasy and grimy as he was when he first was in it yeah do you think that's like a conscious thing to try and make his character slightly different or is it or softer maybe it's slightly kinder maybe make him really... seem a little bit older than what he was. What, so the age He's meant to be is... like 19, isn't he? I suppose, yeah. Because so when... I don't know if that's a conscious thing they've done. Well, they've taken f- his hair off his face. When they first introduced to Jagger, um, he, you couldn't really, from what he was wearing and the way he was acting, you did, there wasn't really much of a difference between him and Tiff. Um, mm. And now they're making him, they're, they're almost making a point that he's much more, he's much more of an adult. He's much mm. older. So yeah, you, you're quite right. Maybe they've taken, but all they've done is getting rid of their, like, their little curly <laughs> yeah the curly fringe, wet the, the bang at the wet, front um gel look <laughs> the wet bang. slicks back now so yeah maybe it's making him look a bit more adult is it i guess yeah i think they i think a bit they, more serious i think the writers want you to know that there is this age gap between them and maybe tiff is playing with fire a little mm. bit too early she is i'm really glad they've given tiff like a proper storyline oh finally finally i know exactly because yeah. there were small hints of it when she first came into it and remember when she was like getting involved with those boys that gang in that car the infamous fight with yeah uh, whitney. And whitney stopped it so i suppose they were sort of hinting at how immature tiffany is mm. you know she's done this already and been 
messed around because they nearly attacked her then, didn't they? Well, she always wants to feel part of something, doesn't she? Mm. Like, this has been Tiff's story from the beginning. She's always felt like she's not been part of a family unit or a friendship group. And when she got Bernie, she did start to feel part of something. But I think mm. she's never really that happy and she always wants more. Yeah, she sort of takes Bernie for granted now. Now that she knows mm. she's got her. Yeah. She's always looking for something else, I guess. Yeah, something she? better or in her mind better. Quick talk about Bernie because obviously Bernie is involved in the storyline. But there was another little uh, hint on Monday mm. of Bernie's sexuality. Again. There was. When Sadly, they- Robbie was involved. In the scene. In the scene. But um, when they were having their <laughs> chat on the bench between them and they were talking about uh, ratings out of 10, yes. he's fitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raise a six or yes. a five. Tiff said five, I think, and Bernie said six. Oh, right. What did uh, Robbie get? I don't think they did. They just laughed at him, didn't no, they? No, I think they gave him a 10. Or did they... A 10? He, yeah, because oh, he turned around. Yeah, and he turned oh, around right, and lifted yeah. his collar. <laughs> his, um, his collar on his shirt. And That's still really got creepy. It, Robbie. They're both 15 and he's like creepy. Well, yeah, but then this is where the story kind of continued with uh, Robbie chasing them throughout yes. the day because they think that he was trying to chase mm. them for a date. But in actual fact, they'd left their uh, hair bun on mm. the bench. Sure they did, Robbie. Yeah. Any excuse <laughs> He probably talk. made it himself. Yeah. Made it at home, got Sonia to help with Dot. <laughs> and um, yeah, like you said, one of the people, Bernie sort of looked at one of the girls, yes. but she didn't say anything. But she, she it was almost like she wanted to rate her out of 10. She an bit, 8. Yeah, she was a bit... <laughs> an 8. That's unfair. She was a bit dewy-eyed, wasn't she? She was a bit like, um, oh, who's that mm, young lass over there? I can't the, admit it. So, can't so admit yeah, it's, not, it's interesting there. Because mm. I, I thought that was sort of um, done with. Yeah, but then we were always very disappointed that it was just drawn as forgotten. Mm. And we always said there was a really good opportunity there. And they, they blew it, almost. Um, but perhaps it was just that they wanted the audience to know straight from the beginning that Tiff and Bernie would never be an item. Mm. That's not something that's going to happen. Because Tiff's got uh, bigger fish to fry now. So she's been ghosted. Yes. What does that mean? Just in case no one knows. Well, it's when you message someone and you're just being ignored all the time. They've seen it, but not replied like a ghost. There's a double tick. There's a double blue (laughs) tick. But... uh, They've no reply. Yes. So she wants to get his attention. So her plan, Tiffany's plan, is to take a photo of herself, which she needs Bernie's help for, mm. and to send it to him, but by mistake. Yes. That with a filter. <laughs> and it works because he's just around the corner on Bridge Street. He sends the location. Oh, yeah, he sent the location. I was a bit confused by this. I wondered, oh, well, yeah, I did. So I, modern. I know. I, these, these modern technologies. Um, I, I didn't know whether she had some kind of... A tracker on it. Yeah, well, not no. a tracker, like find my phone or something. No, she knew. he sent, she's obviously because he sent a selfie to him, he sent his location and he ah. was hanging around Bridge Street, right. around well, the corner. The cafe. Mm. And that's where she met. After telling lies to Bernie, though, she told Bernie that she was going to be babysitting tonight mm. uh, for Stacey, I believe. Yes, hope. Yeah, she went to hang out at the cafe with all the cool kids. Yeah. Watching rap videos. On the iPhone. <laughs> all the like people in the cafe kept like looking and rolling their eyes mm. and walking out. Youths. <laughs> and um, we've both just going through our notes and we both have the same thing written down, which is clap her. <laughs> <laughs> Give Tina the clap. Now in my day, <laughs> if you gave someone the clap, it meant something very different. Yeah. And perhaps a little less scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a weird thing to like ask mm. i don't know i've never heard of this before Jack, Clap her. no i haven't but then we're not that, <laughs> we're not that age but there's a few uh, phrases they say throughout the week which i did you know, feel clap like drawing... her is the, probably the worst and well, the most stupid yeah but he, he asked he asked <laughs> he asked her to clap tina because <laughs> <laughs> because jagger felt that tina was being facey with him 
So basically was giving, giving her, her giving, giving him evils. Mm. Giving <laughs> She clapped her? Yes. She Dr- dropped all her Coca well, not Coca Cola. Cans of Cola. Non branded Cola. Wolf, yeah, Wolford <laughs> brand Cola. Wolford Factory. Yeah, clap her. I'm not sure. Would you clap this. someone? <laughs> if you if you've given the opportunity, would you like to give someone the clap? Not Tina. No. <laughs> She's <laughs> been all over the place. So yeah, she did that sort of to fit in, to be cool. Yeah. To fit in with the boys, but they were ignoring her, watching their rap videos. So she went, she got diff- she got business, she said. I've got business, business to do. Business to deal with. She was yeah. upset and she felt like she basically wasted her time. But as she left, Jagger kind of watched her and gave a little smile. And he does a lot of those looks, doesn't mm. he? He like wriggles his nose or like licks his lips licks like Hayley. He's, um, he's a bit slimy, isn't he? I know you said that they're trying to move away from the sliminess, but mm, he is slimy. He's still, still very slimy. Yeah. Not sure. Well, we'll go once we've summed up the week. We'll um go into what he could be planning, maybe. So she visits Bernie the next day, and Bernie's not very impressed that she'd been lied to. No. Um, and but she, but Tiff says, you know what? I've had enough. And Bernie agrees, and this is another little euphemism. That's what I'm going to call them, euphemisms. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, just tell Jagger, boy, bye. Boy, bye. Boy, bye. That's a song. Oh, is it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel quite old. Yes, you are quite old. It's fine. We can keep up with the hip 15-year-olds. Well, I'm glad I'm watching EastEnders now, so I feel like I'm in the loop. Clapper. <laughs> I'll clap you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she goes to the chicken shop and this is when she sees Jagger and she sort of says to Jagger that she's got another man. Yeah, but Bernie... Like Bernie... to put him off. Yeah. Tiff. Jagger asks if um, Tiff is double parked. <laughs> I've written them all down. I'm remembering these. They're really mean to Bernie in this episode. <laughs> well, because... Bernie's first... a dog, apparently. Yes. But this is the reason why I think uh, Jagger suddenly cares of what basically being in a relationship with Tiff because I think he's almost doing it out of spite. What do you think? Oh, yeah, no, he's doing no, it out of spite no. for Bernie. No, no, no. Oh, I do because then because this whole thing when he, Bernie after he's thrown fireworks in the tailor's house as almost mm-hmm. a punishment to Bernie for sticking yeah. her nose in when Bernie goes and talks and confronts Jagger and Tiff, Jagger kind of holds Tiff quite tightly and kind of mm. says to he's her he's quite controlling he's very controlling and he says to Tiff a bit later on Bernie's only upset because she wants her for yourself mm. and so I think that he's deliberately trying to interfere with their friendship it's, it's, it's almost a game for him it's a bit of fun because when they have another date a bit later on as well at the Wolford East mm-hmm. Jagger uh, after the, the successful date um, they hug afterwards and Jagger's all smiles and then when he hugs and he's his head's like on her mm. shoulder. He then starts to frown again and yeah. looks a well, bit he's, menacing. He's almost like, I don't know, like gro- not grooming her, but he's like setting her up. He's acting really like charming and I have all this money and I'll buy you anything you want and mm. calls him wifey and gives her more presents and things. So he's giving this thing across to Tiff that um he's grown up and will look after her and things. Um, It was an interesting scene as well, a bit later when he was talking to Styx. Yes. On the square, and they were talking about Bernie, about the fireworks, and they said, Oh, she's quite hard. It's going to take a bit more mm. to break her. Because Styx confronted Bernie when she was walking through mm. the square. Green she ain't having any of it, Bernie, is she? Oh, Bernie's she's sticking hardcore. up for herself. She's yeah. a tailor. Yeah. You have to stick up for yourself. No one else will. He said, Oh, I've got something in mind which might um get rid of her. So. They're going to do something a bit more evil than fireworks through the letterbox. So do you, if that's what I mean. I think there's, there's a, there must be a reason why he wants to push Bernie away. So well, it's because it's the, probably the one strong thing that is keeping Tiff sort of on the straight and on narrow. the level. Yeah. Um, obviously, getting rid of her, she's then all his. Mm. 
for him to then do whatever he's planning because I think he's planned all this because um he says oh I've got something to put somewhere which we now know is the bag of drugs mm. we I think Tiffany thought it was phones sim cards she was told cards. by yeah she was told by Jagger that he needed somewhere to stash some sim mm. cards for some executive big boy phones yeah and he kept saying oh I don't want to get you involved in this you're you're too good you're too good-hearted and mm. always see the good in people so I don't want you to get involved and then he just so happens to like walk by her with that other girl Vix and she gets jealous yes Vix. Bunhead. <laughs> Sticks and Vicks. Sticks, Vicks, Bunhead, Do you think Sloth. Vicks is sister to Sticks? Sticks Maybe. and Vicks? Someone posted a picture of Jagger and Sticks with um, Madison <gasps> and Thingy, and they say they're the male versions of them. They Maybe are the they're the sisters range. and brothers of each other. That's right. a theory for everyone. Mm. <laughs> I, I'd love to see Madison back. Yeah, they should have been in this gang. Mm. That would they would suit it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, what, what charges were they really... <laughs> in prison for I don't this still confuses me that story to this day whenever we go back to yeah. it but yeah they would have really suited being there instead of Bunhead yeah or Vix yeah so yeah I think he purposely was walking around with this woman to because he, he knew this was going to make Tiff jealous mm. and this is a way for him to get his sort of control on her to say okay well okay I, I will trust you with this then if you're so sure about it yeah and um but naive see again naive tiff just wants anyone to please anyone she mm, gets given this brown envelope she'll do it doesn't think of what might be in the back uh, the brown envelope and then when she gets home and she looks at it mm. she just then she discovers that there's the drugs in there mm. she nearly f- tips it down the sink i was just thinking don't do that well, yes. <laughs> I, I know it's you shouldn't have this anyway but that would make things like a thousand times worse but luckily she didn't but she looks physically, she's physically shaking and she's mm. scared. And so she's obviously already in over her head. And this is only the beginning of what perhaps Jagger has in mind for her. Mm. Well, let's hope she hides it well in that house. Because um, when I thought it was SIM cards or phones, I thought if Big Mo sees that, no, she'll sell it straight away. <laughs> I know. I did think that. I thought, well, the apple doesn't fall too far from the house, does it? Because <laughs> that's, if that was Big Mo, she'd think nothing of it. No. She'd be like, yeah, stash as many SIM cards. As in fact, Mo did stash SIM cards. Mm, exactly. So... But, um, yeah, this is a little bit different. Mm. We're assuming it's cocaine, aren't we? It's white powder. Yeah. I'd imagine it's cocaine. Um, so, yeah, that's not good. But it's drugs so... and it's not a good thing to have happened. So we don't really know if Tiff um, will tell Bernie, maybe, what's happened, what's been mm. going on. I wonder what they're going to do to Bernie to get rid of her. Are they going to... Is that why they gave us that little hint of Bernie's sexuality again? Are they going to... Use that against her. Or something. I think they might. That's why they planted that in Mm. our minds again. But the moment Tiff won't listen to anything... Set Bunhead on her and then, like, make fun (laughs) of her and... What, bit Bunhead to flirt with her? Something I don't know. What what could they do to upset Bernie? Because they won't do anything more to the house because there's a dog that lives there. So that's their like that's... moral high ground, isn't it? They're like, no, a dog lives there. We can't. Yeah, we can't do that. That's a dog. <laughs> Everyone else is. Well, they said two dogs live there, didn't they? Oh yeah, Bernie's again, the other reference one. Reference to Bernie. And I um said on Twitter, what breed would Bernie be? Was there if a she reply? was a dog, a Yorkie? Someone said <laughs> a Yorkie. So... I mean, I think that's a bit disrespectful. That tweet, then, quite honestly, <laughs> that's really nasty. I was just going with Jagger. If anyone knows, uh, I said if she was a dog, what breed would she if be? If anyone ever sees or has seen a picture of Ben and wants to name the breed he would be, my driving teacher said I would be a, la- a sleeping Labrador. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> That's quite spot on. Um, so, what do you think Jagger has in store for Tiff then? So, you think he does actually care for her then? No, I don't think he cares for her. I think he's using her I for think what? For his drugs pushing, maybe grooming. Hmm. I, I thought a few people have been thinking mm. but um because there's that link with whitney isn't there and then mm. there were a couple of times this week there was the, there was a kind of 
undertone of like, oh, Whitney, don't you remember when you were younger? Mm, Whitney doesn't want Tiff to turn, have her life turn out like her, um, hers was. Mm. But I mean, oh, I hope not. But no, I don't think I don't think uh, Jagger has any no, intention. He has no real affection for Tiff. He's slowly gaining his control over her. Mm. I'm assuming he's going to somehow want her to get out of that house, move in with him, maybe, or so she's. He's independent, so he's has like control on her. I assume. Yeah, he's had her sleep the night as his before because mm. he she went to that house yeah. party, but nothing went on. No. See again, this there, there's, there was a, a scene. Um, I think on Friday's episode where again Tiff shows her naivety and her really shows her mm. age, where she says to Bernie, "We, you know, we did we the d- deed. Did it, yeah. We've done the deed." And so everyone thinks they've had sex, mm. but all Tiff meant was that they've now they know Become boyfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah. official, wifey, exactly. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, so that shows her immaturity. It shows but... her immaturity. It shows how quickly she can be sucked into a situation. Mm. And he, and you know, even Bernie looked worried when she she learned that. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Know. It's a nice, not a nice story, but it's a good story to give her because she's a real good actress, actually. Excellent actress. Um, a real surprise. Yeah, so I'm glad they've given her this meaty storyline. Well, I'm glad they've given a young cast member a storyline. Yeah, because whenever they give them a storyline, and not like it's just a stupid, silly one. It's like a yeah, quite a meaty, not a cliched one. one, Like, oh, they go to a party and they play spin the bottle and Mm. like that. There's, there's yeah, it's a dark, a really quite intriguing storyline. Something which um, could be very dangerous for Tiff and Mm. Bernie's future. I mean, there's also that thing of Tiffany's 15. Do you think Jack is purposely like not gonna have sex with her because he knows it's underage like he's never really hinted at forcing her to do anything like that has he so whether he knows he's not gonna well he tried to buy tiff a glass of wine but because mm. yeah but that's him... when he was trying to show off and say i'm really grown up and well, we will have both have a glass of wine he was i think he was putting things into her head then like but that's what i mean he's putting yeah. things into her head mm. so he's now he's trying to make her feel like oh you're an adult you're, you're yeah. old enough you could handle a glass of wine mm. if you wanted to at a restaurant but keegan put a stop to that yeah but very interesting mm. so she doesn't turn out like punk mary <laughs> oh i hope she does i love punk well another baby we don't want another baby on the bloom no Square. i mean a stripper oh i see <laughs> i see being pushed into things she doesn't want to do. But she yeah, we'll see. Do it. She needs the money, Ben. She needs the money. Who, Tiff or Punk Mary? Punk Mary. <laughs> she needs the money. It's only stripping. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a shift stripping. <laughs> Can you look after me? I do apologise for everyone who's not watching Classic East. No, sorry. Sorry. It's got to be done. There's a lot of references. I've got, I got a shift stripping, just casually said in the pub. Yeah. That's the 80s. What would dots think, eh? What would dots <laughs> so, think? speaking of classic EastEnders, we're going to go off and um, have a little look in the history of Wolford at a certain house. Yes, A Brief History of Wolford is a feature where we talk about a subject from the show and moments we remember or Buildings, the character, a storyline, mm. anything that we fondly remember from the soap's past. And we're back in Wolford like we promised. We are, yes. We, we, we thought we've had too much time outside of Wolford. Yeah, too so many holidays. Jump back in. But before we jump back in, just another little friendly reminder that Christmas is on its way. They're already filming the Christmas episodes down in Wolford at the moment. They are. So they're prepared. So perhaps you should prepare yourself for <laughs> the uh, family or friend member that loves EastEnders by visiting our merch shop and buying a custom-made Queen Victoria bust t-shirt, mug, hat, apron, pillow, hoodie, cat pillow, baby grow, baby grow, pin, and or just else? treat yourself. Or treat exactly. Why not treat, treat yourself? yourself? 
It, it must be treat yourself soon. Um, <laughs> Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. If you go to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast, you will find the Queen Vic Bust Collection, as we're proudly calling it. And it's a drawing that's been specifically uh, made for us to publish onto T-shirts and uh, all kinds of merch. Just go to the site, uh, have a look. So if you go to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast and have a, have a little bit of a butcher's. Oh, that's an old segment. Having a butcher's. Oh, God, have I to bring it back. Forgot about that segment. Yeah. Um, so this week we're looking at we were trying to find which one would be a good building to start with, one of the residential buildings, mm. and we thought, well, the first one that's ever seen. Well, let's start from the very beginning. Yeah. What a very good place to start. So the dearly beloved character of Reg Cox, who was our first death on the show. <laughs> yes, poor Reg. It's the very first building. If you think about it, it's the very first place we saw on the it whole is. of EastEnders. Kicking the door in um, with Dirty Den. And Arthur. Yes. And Pete. Oh. And they obviously they find that Red Redcox has been murdered. Red so Cox it's twenty three Albert Square. Yes. Well Redcox had died at twenty three B Albert Square, if you're yes. gonna be a little bit flats. Yeah, they were flats at that well, time. Bedsit things. But yeah, it's weird, really isn't crummy. it? They're, they're described as flats, um, if you look online, but they weren't. They were bedsits because they shared a bathroom. Mm. Well, London in the eighties, I think maybe they were flats. <laughs> it was a different time. It was quite something poor punk mary when she moved in it was wasn't in the best state was it well no it wasn't so they kind of they put a bit of wallpaper as she described it, they put a bit of wallpaper over the mold and <laughs> uh they basically shoved her in because she was obviously a single mother just had a child mm-hmm. um bit lonely on her own and they shoved her into this house and the other residents of 23 albert square ali and sue or specifically sue took great relish in telling punk mary all about the death that happened in the uh, bedsit that she was sleeping mm. in didn't bother punk mary really though did it oh i don't know i think she got a little bit upset oh she gets situation. upset all anyway i know but she wasn't very I, by this point she'd made good friends with lofty and i think she uh, was desperate to try to get away from the uh, having to live in the bedsit mm. this was about the time also where she was kind of finding any excuse not to be at the bedsit she would be in the laundrette she'd be in the uh, square gardens at the cafe oh yeah she was yeah any reason not to hang around and uh, we had our first in the which was in the press of eastenders the first sort of publicity boost of the storyline of the cot death which was like seen as like the first dark storyline of eastenders mm. as well and which it's, is it's really just, interesting yeah to some it was considered almost the turning point of eastenders where it was just seen as kind of a, a second rate soap mm. to something that was actually worth watching mm. from there it sort of knew where it was going yeah so yeah the heart of um East End was 23A and B because that was with Sue and Ali's baby. Yes, Sue and Ali's baby Hassan, who had sadly died in the night. Um, and again, it was quite a hot topic uh, in the 80s. Mm. It, it was um, Not many people sort of knew. They didn't really know what caused it or why it happened. It was confused like a lot of people. Even on the soap, it's, it's not said as a cot death. It's just said that he slept awkwardly in the night mm. he may have slept on on you know on his front which caused him to die and mm. obviously this devastated sue and she, this made her yeah, this was like the down down spiral of her character i think mm. wasn't it? she was never quite the same <laughs> um she was quite obsessive with children obsessive with children but also just a bit disconnected she was never quite there was she, she no was a bit like blank expression sort of living in a fairyland i mm. guess wasn't she she always needed a child to kind of pend on it wasn't that the child was depending on her although she liked to think that they were she always needed that child to have to be dependent on to mm. um, which was really sad but yeah i mean we were just looking through the dates of all the residents of um the building and sort of late 80s the house seems to become like quite empty for 
quite a period of time because Mary leaves with baby Annie with her amazing goodbye that she does. <laughs> I won't spoil it, just in case we talk about it later. <laughs> it's um, and then obviously Ali and Sue both leave. Um, and it's that from there, it's empty for quite a good few years. So, um, I mean, big families move in when we reach the millennium. Well, this is when the, they stop being flats and it becomes houses. Mm. And it's, Obviously, it, that must be why it wasn't sort of seen for sort of six years. Yeah. Something must have happened because it used to be council residents. But this is when the Slaters moved in in yes. 2000. And uh, they basically take over the whole house. So 23 Albert Square becomes 23 Albert Square. It's no longer two bed sits, no mm-hmm. two flats. And uh, the whole family Big extension. In. Because a lot of slaters move in. Well, this is the thing. This is where, and but you could argue this with a lot of the houses in in Albert Square. Mm. This is where, um, obviously, there's been more built on to the house, so that it can it makes more sense for you know the, the volume of, of people living yeah. there. I mean, obviously, we know that um, in the house that the Slaters and Martin are all living in right now, there's oh, yeah. a lot of them in one. Obviously, the Slaters sh- have just space. always been good at. Piling into yeah, the they house. do. They just like to warren like rabbits. They just <laughs> kind of stick into one little space. But um, quite you know, obviously there's been there's a lot of fiery storylines with the Slaters. Ooh. But yes, no pun intended, because <laughs> the one that we're going to kind of focus on is the one where uh, little Mo is kind of taken up hostage by Trevor. So a bit of background information. Yes. Trevor and little Mo have had the almost their final big fight where Mo has had, finally had enough and she's leaving Trevor after hitting him around the head with an iron. She's told him she wants a divorce. Trevor doesn't want She's finally to standing to up this. to him, isn't she? she? Is. And he sort of corners her, well, she ta- pouring he- petrol everywhere and holding a match. Or a lighter, I can't remember. And he also uh, takes his son into the house with them. So he's got them all under hostage because that's his son that he's had with his mistress, Donna Andrews, uh, that Mo has also found out about. And as you say, he's throwing petrol about, he's threatening to set the house on fire. (laughs) But as it actually turns out, he accidentally does it. And so when the house is burning down, the residents kind of club together and try to help out. And luckily Mm. there's a a fireman on. Well, Tom watch. Banks is there. Again, we'll get to um, something else that happens to this house a bit later on. But whenever there's a fire on the square, there always seems to be a fire <laughs> man or lady close by who's well, able yeah. to help. And uh, this was this will basically be the third and the fourth death in this house where um, Trevor Morgan and Tom Banks. Tom Banks. That's our of... theme for tying all this together is the death. Death. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Not all death, though. We're also going to talk about a few happy things in a minute. Mm. But um... I'm going to end on death. I'm going to make sure of it. <laughs> But Tom Banks, just again, a bit of background information, was a character who was introduced as a love interest for Sharon. I know another one for her. Mm, Dead. Same age this time, though. It's not looking good for Keanu in the future. Well, that's true. Is Keanu going to die? Probably by Phil. Phil's hands. But that's that's for another subject. We find out that Tom Banks is already married. So Sharon was having an affair. Well, not an affair. She didn't know. But Mm. she um, she finds out that he's already married just before this story where he (laughs) says, I know. So so it's almost like it's okay for him to die. (laughs) (laughs) They're happy for him to die on this Mm. occasion. And uh, yes, um, so that's death number three and four in the house because of Trevor. Trevor dies too in the fire. And so obviously little Mo gets the relief finally from the long storyline they did with her about the uh, abusive relationship Mm. that she was stuck in with him. So after the fire, the Slaters get a bit of good news and get some money in. They become the new landlord of the Vic. 
Cat and Alfie. Yeah, so, so all the Slaters kind of move into the... To a smaller house. Into, well, you say that. There's four bedrooms upstairs. Well, that's you've true. recently discovered. Yeah. But they all... So, and, and they sublet it because we don't really know if it's now a private residence I know, it's or, a bit confusing from now on. Hmm. It's a bit strange. Yeah. But this is where... This was almost like an era from 2010 to... 2013 let's just say where 23 albert square was used as a almost as a starting ground like square one for new characters that they were trying to introduce Mm. into the soap so they started off with vanessa gold and jodie gold her daughter jodie gold (laughs) vanessa gold you might remember is a meme it she is a meme but do you remember her from a certain program that you loved as well i do footballers wives with kathy yes and bad girls and bad girls with shirley yes so they yeah, they all get around, don't they? <laughs> they all I mean, get Vanessa right. Gold was the woman who always wore white all the time. Like all white, didn't she? Yes. And yeah. she had a she had a bit of a thing, a fling, I should say, with, with Max. Max, yes, of course. of course. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. I think everyone in this house will have a fling <laughs> with Max, won't they? No, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jodie Gold had her friend with her too, her BFF, called Poppy Meadow. And The Guardian described Poppy Meadow as the greatest television bit part character of the modern age. Wow. She was introduced from the spin-off E20, wasn't she? Poppy ah, Meadow. right. That's, That's where she was on the spin-off show on iPlayer. And the um, executive producer brought her on full time. They brought a few characters in for me. That's and a got rid sub- of them. Yeah. That's a subject in itself, though. Perhaps That could should... be Martin's Father's Five a Day. Fat, fat boy. It could be. <laughs> well done. Poppy. <laughs> yes. Any more for any more? Zaza. Was Zaza from the yep. 20? And I can't remember the rest. It's really bad that I didn't like any of the characters then that came from E20. Uh, Fat Boy was okay. It's not your age range, is it? wasn't aimed at you. Yeah, but when they got introduced into the soap, they didn't really tend to... No, none of them lasted no. too well. Nothing, Apart they... from Fat Boy, but he sort yeah, but he didn't of outstayed the... as well. Yeah, he didn't yeah. light the screen on fire or anything. He didn't mm. do anything of importance. Anyway, so they, they had a failed attempt with the golds. <laughs> so then they tried again with, with the moons and the brannings. So yeah. they tried to introduce new moon characters. And so they introduced Eddie, who was Alfie Moon's second uncle. None of the moons really hit it off either, did they, really? Not really. The press quite liked them. Yeah. They were quite kind. There's like some big storylines, but they're Mm. not exactly remembered. I mean, Michael Moon was a bit more remembered because he was a bit of a scally, let's just say. He was a bit of a ruffian. And everyone loves Jerry Branning. We've had lots of people tweet to us saying how attractive he is. So, yes. There you go. Sounds good to me. That's why he was there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why not, indeed? But they're, they're talking of the Brannings, there was obviously Derek Branning was introduced, who was the eldest brother of Jack and Max Branning. Oh, dear. Um, but he was introduced for <laughs> almost specifically one storyline, mm. which was the... Widely hated. Yeah, who's been sleeping with cat storyline. <laughs> Weirdest who done it. I know, I Literally know. who done it. Who, yeah, who did it. <laughs> There's um, oh, it's just there's, awful. there's lots of different taglines for it, but um, yeah, it was it it was it went on from July 2012 to the end of the year. Mm. The, the announcement was done over Christmas, so it was actually seen as the uh, big yeah. Christmas reveal. And then um, that lead led us up to another fire. There was another fire and another insurance claim. Another insurance. Well, this was all about insurance claims. This was, was. Alfie. He was oh. desperate for money. And this is where Cat got her burn. Yes, which, which which they kind of kept up for a little while, but yeah. then she won the lottery and made, <laughs> I suppose she maybe, since then it's all been a bit of a blur. It's fine. Well, she went to Ireland. The sea air kind of helped her <laughs> along, and she, it all healed quite nicely. Not been mentioned since. No. Her well, also, um, Alfie strangely started a smoking habit that people didn't really kind no. of work out. It's like you started smoking. Bit of a mess. But we do know pre- one. Two thousand fifteen. We know one character that did didn't believe Alfie's claim that it was all an accident. 
and that's our favourite Tosh. Before Tosh, mm. uh, she, you know, she kind of looked in and she kept accusing Alfie of it. And she, that's why she got that reputation on the square of being a little bit edgy and a little bit like not to be trusted because yeah. she, was the, she was a firefighter. So she's yeah, saw suspicious she activity. She suspected him. Which we got an exclusive reveal for a few episodes ago when we interviewed Tosh. We did. Listen back, so... find the interview episode of Tosh or more commonly known, the actress Rebecca Scrog. Uh, it's a great interview. So do go back and listen to it. Toot your own horn. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this was the good storyline, though, where it was all burnt down and it was not being used. Um, And Nick Cotton was coming back and it was like the leading up to the 30th anniversary. So he is sort of squatting. And where is he squatting? In Reg Cox's old flat. Yes, he did. Room. But, but I'm not sure if they got this right because from the obviously Reg Cox flat we learned was upstairs, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Dead in the kitchen. Well, it? yeah. Well, it's the same building. It's like it's still there. But I think I think True Enthusiast wants it to be. Mm. It, it should have been Reg Cox, so it should have been upstairs. Nice touch, though. That it was an excellent touch because obviously the secret that he killed Reg Cox wasn't revealed for a long time, especially Dot not accepting well, it. Well, it wasn't revealed to yeah Dot for a yeah. long time, but we found out when we were just talking about Dickens Hill episodes, and that's when he reveals it to Den. So this was nice, and um, he dies in the place where he murdered Reg Cox, where it all started. So it's almost a karma yeah. that all, what goes around comes around. And Martin, Cush and Stacey kicked in the door. The same sound effects, the same lines as yes. episode one. So, yeah, that was a nice touch that um that was done for the yeah. 30th. Stacey said the line, didn't she? It stinks in here. Yeah. The same line that was said. The very first line that was said in EastEnders. So it was a really nice 30th anniversary. So it makes you think, is Martin the new Peter Bill? Who's the new Dirty Den? Cush? Cush is new Dirty Den. Well, Stacey. keeps cheating. She's, she's, well, it could be, though. Yes, Cush could be the new Dirty Den. <laughs> and Stacey's new Arthur. <laughs> Mm. Yes, well, no, <laughs> jokes aside, she has become almost just part of the furniture, hasn't Mummy, she? Yeah. yeah. Mumsy. So, yeah, maybe that's what they were leading to. Three, three characters which could grow on to be greats. Well, they already are greats in our mm. hearts. We get to a new executive producer now who shall not be named. Yes. But one of his best things he did was introduce the Taylor family. He turned the house back into flats with Jack Branning. They were taken back over by the council. Yeah. And they were knocking down... Is it Wolford Towers? Yes. Yes, they were knocking down Wolford Towers. You've seen it in the background since the mm-hmm. year dot. Kathy used to live there with she Ian. did. And Pete. And yeah, he introduced all the tailors, which was probably his one and only best thing he's done, really, because um, they're all great. And not quite so much <laughs> Ted and Joyce downstairs. Um, and that brings us to our last death of 23 Albert Square. Yes. Where Joyce died peacefully. In her bed. Asleep. In her bed. Although not for the will of trying to kill them in much more different spectacular <laughs> ways. For instance, uh, Wolford and Bloom. <laughs> the, uh, <No. laughs> I'm afraid we're going to have to talk about it. 23 Albert Square had got blown up by the gas explosion. Dude. The only house that seemed to have all its <laughs> windows blown through. It's a great scene. I do ex- I find it. Is it can, a great scene? Well, it is because, again, Joyce does her <laughs> noises while Ted's going, get down, yeah, Ted Joyce. Ted has his flashbacks, which is he this doesn't where... have anymore. No, is Yes, his PTSA seems to have just disappeared. Is this the time when, I couldn't remember exactly, when Ted shoots Johnny? Because Ted does it. It is roughly, yeah. It is then, isn't yeah, it? Because Johnny, Johnny goes. on the door. Johnny mm. knocks on the back door to ask if they're okay. Yes. And then, so there he goes. Could have potentially been a sixth death. Yeah, he could have died. Johnny. Have been shame. It would, it would have been a great shame. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so that house Joyce. has had 23A and B, has had quite a. A torrid history, really. It has been the first house on the square. Do you think when they 
of EastEnders ends one day. Do you think that's where they're going to end it in that house? Well, with all the cars dying. No, <laughs> but like someone will be like that's where they'll end it. Maybe with a, with the murder or something like Redcock. So it's like full circle. Mm, proper full circle. Maybe something like that. That's Redcox. I mean, we've never learned anything else about Redcox, have no, we? Bring back the Cox family. <laughs> I think we should bring back the Cox. Well, he was—he was just known as like a drunk. No one really, wasn't he? I think. Mm, but he got physical. Yeah, with, he got physical with Nick. Though mm. that's why he got—he got—he killed him from uh, but, a fight. Yeah. But yeah, so there we go. So it's it's 20- interesting history. It is an interesting history. If you think—if you think of a place and you step back and think about all the different things it's like anything any house if those walls could talk if those walls could talk they'd be like <laughs> get the heck out ted i've had enough i want someone else in my house mm. <laughs> let's leave it on that yeah poor ted but yeah so at the moment the taylors and the uh the ted <laughs> is taking residence in the house and there, there's bound to be lots more yeah. fun stories to come in 23 maybe one of some of the slaters can move in there when ted goes why not the slaters, they're very spilling where they are. Exactly. Yeah. They could go downstairs in the downstairs flat. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have any memories of 23 Albert Square? Something that we may have missed out? Something that you want to expand on? Something we talked about? Do get in touch with us on Twitter at EastEnders Week, on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or you can email us, EastEndersWeek at gmail.com. As always, we love hearing what you guys think. Mm. Um, and if what other numbered house do you want us to look at next week? Yes, or building, or street, or mm. character. Let us Wolf know. Towers. Because next week we've got a special feature. <gasps> but more on that. I'm tapping my nose. I'm shocked because I can't remember what it is, but well, I can't wait. Well, you, you, you wait to be shocked. <laughs> and that was our brief history in Wolf. <laughs> Remind me not to visit that house in the future. No, you don't want to be the seventh death or the sixth. <laughs> you really were tired last week <laughs> when we recorded that. Way. Maybe I should visit. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Look down memory lane. Yes. As we said on the uh, when we recorded the feature, it looks something a little different next week. Not not too different. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a feature we've done before. But uh, yeah, listen out for that next week. So we are off to talk about a new character called Simon. Oh, yes. Simon. <laughs> Simon. No. Uh, um yeah ray has multiple identities we found out last week and sort of the aftermath of this is sort of carrying on this week with his passports and his mates who happen to live in the same square as him or moving into the same square very handy yeah it's the guy who had first initially called him out in the cafe and Mm. asked him something which first drew hunter's suspicion for his uh investigations last week and so that's why hunter's like in a mood he's in a real bad mood this week and he wants to tell mel but um ray sort of interrupts and says be careful yeah that's it be very careful Mm. Um, be careful um before you start you know meddling too much and ray the constant uh slick guy organizes having a man chat with hunter yes he's very good at working at people and getting them to say what he wants them to say he's very good at that because the way he says to mel like he wants to get hunter aside and talk to him but the way he does it with Mel is he gets it so that she suggests to him to do it. He's very clever at doing mm. stuff like that. And that's obviously where his dodgy background as an undercover cop yeah, um, comes in. He can mani- manipulate situation yeah. to be more of a benefit for him. Yeah, he does it like, a lot with yeah. Hunter. At the end of the week, he does it with Mel, where really she's angry with him. Mm. And he turns it right around and makes it 
makes her think that it's because she has issues. Yes. And it's like... That's right. Every day there's yeah. something different. There's something new and he, she keeps mm. pecking and pecking and pecking at him. Mm. And so, you know, does she obviously doesn't want to work on a relationship. And, and, and subconsciously, he says mm. she's trying to destroy the relationship without feeling bad about herself. She mm. wants it to make out there. So he's saying that she's trying to destroy the relationship by blaming it all yeah. on him. But he's very so quick he's very to, clever, isn't Yeah, he? he's very quick to make them double doubt themselves mm. and he sort of says to Mel well this is this is girl trouble when they're this age it's all they think about or boys yes but then Mel Hunter's not quickly gay. corrects <laughs> yes quickly corrects him <laughs> Hunter's not gay it's like last week she said when they're playing the games she said are you okay to Hunter <laughs> but it sounded like she said are you gay <laughs> and I, I was like what did she just say to him but um no he's definitely not gay says Mel well, if he is, it doesn't matter. But he does. Hunter does try flirting. <laughs> I'm just saying, Hunter does try flirting with a lady at oh. the Tina. Was it? No, it wasn't. Gina. 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 G. Gina. G. Yes, because he's getting more and more drunk at E20. Because I think Ray says, "Oh, this will help him." loosen his tongue a bit yeah i think she he's trying to show that he trusts him to drink um so he buys him a beer sharon mm. this is also the first sharon's working sharon's working for a change behind the bar <laughs> well until she gets a it's funny, text message scene. yeah <laughs> i know it's like she's getting all this stuff and she's like i'm not serving him he's underage my license is really important mm. and um ray sort of hints saying well your family's not squeaky clean yes he knows phil and he mentions ben She's like, what did you say? Yeah. And then she, her phone pings and she's yeah. suddenly and distracted. And then she's like, oh, actually, bye. <laughs> and it's like, oh, for God's sake, Sharon. There's a 19-year-old baby. Surely he can home. wait five minutes. And then she's like, oh, bye. And then Billy just serves him. Well, no, she goes, Billy, serve him. Yeah. And, then, and without even a blink. I know. Billy's so like, yeah, well, I had two beers. There you go, have them. God. Um, because, yes, this is the first time we find out that Ray has information and mm. it seems information on everyone and it mm. did it worried me slightly that there was flickers of the Waylon storyline beginning to develop again do you think ray is coming in to uh, develop on the square <laughs> no, not, i can't really work out i mean it's difficult with a lot of ray scenes because i find it hard to um know what's right and what's right what's yeah what's so i not. find it hard not to not to find it hard to care but I, when i'm watching it i sort of don't really listen to what he's saying because I know he's not telling the truth. Mm. So it makes me not really think, oh, I, I can sort of skip over this. Oh, I really like him. I do like him. Mm. But when it's stuff like that, like he had like a big five minute scene with Mel, like saying about the relationship. But I thought, well, all this is just lies. So yeah. I don't really feel like I need to listen you to what you're saying. You should absorb it because yeah. it's all going to be... Because I know it's all a bunch of lies. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be forgotten and something else will be the new truth. So I can't work out whether he is an undercover cop or if he's something else or what because Mel mentions to Ray a bit later on that oh you're getting involved with that Jeff guy again and I thought well well wait so he has a history with this Jeff guy but it doesn't or did she mean just in again for this week being involved with him I didn't quite yeah, but, well, I couldn't work it out there was no I, I can't remember anyway there was any reference to Jeff by Ray in the time that Ray's been in the soap with us now. No. So Mel must have known Jeff. That's what from I mean. The past. It's like, but, what does she mean being involved with him? But then also, if that's the truth, then Jeff was the one who referenced Ray as Simon. Simon. Mm. So then, so surely Mel should know something about Simon. I know. No, I didn't quite get that ago. line. Yeah. It's really odd. It's like he, she knew mm. about but Jeff she, in her past, but maybe she's never met him. Maybe it's another Jeff. He was actually, he was undercover with this Jeff. Mm. But we know that's not true as well. We know yeah. that's a lie as well. There's, there's something else. Um, it's very bizarre. Um, shall we just quickly go back to Hunter's bad flirting? 
Yes. Because um, he's getting more and more drunk. Mel tells Ray to stop giving him drink, give him orange juice. So he puts some shots in it. He puts whiskey, <laughs> whiskey shots in whiskey there. Whiskey and orange juice? Ew. I don't know. I've never tried it. Sounds Might be nice. Gross. I suppose the bitterness of the whiskey would be cut through the uh, sweetness of the orange no. juice. No. Might try it Well, later. Hunter doesn't mind. Hunter, Hunter's drinking. He's 15 and he's drinking. He's having a whale of a time. <laughs> His limit's one lager, <laughs> Mel says. So he's getting drunk and then he's, they start talking about girls and he says, and Hunter's like, well, I'll flirt with the next girl that comes in then. Yeah, I'll show so, you. I'll yeah. show you how manly. This is what it is, isn't it? It's Hunter saying, I'll show you that yeah. I'm, I'm as big a man as you are. And the lovely Gina comes in. Yes. Who's not very nice. Quite well, stuck up. She's a bit snotty, nice isn't earrings. she? She has got nice earrings, but then if you told Gina that she had nice earrings, she'd, she'd accuse you of being transsexual. <laughs> That's really odd, that line. Like, yeah. It's like, I like your earrings. Are you trans? Yeah, it's like, like what? Um, no, I'm paying you a compliment. How... That's just maybe it's just the world we live in nowadays. You just can't That's pay someone a compliment. Stupid. But um, Ray works his magic and well gets Hunter home. Yeah, well, they don't even show that. He's like, that's the last thing you see is them flirting with each other, and then Hunter's on the sofa, like crying in pain. <laughs> no, he does take him home because he says, um, he calls him son, and he kind of says, you know, um, Hunter's really appreciative. He's like, oh, I'm so glad we've opened up. I'm so mm. glad we. And he kind of tucks him in, and he says, where are you going? And he gets him a bowl, <laughs> and he says, where are you going? He says, oh, I just need to do a bit of business. That seems to be his line. He needs a t-shirt. Says, just mm. doing some business. Business. I'm assuming he slept with her. She's written her number on his arm. Yes, which he almost revealed when he hugged yeah. Mel the next morning very good for a cop he's getting sloppy already isn't he he did get sloppy with gina he did she's (laughs) sloppy she was meant to be waiting for a man oh yes he stood her up though well did she she suddenly knew that like when hunter was talking to her she was like my i'm on a date and then ray turns up she's like i'm not on a date (laughs) (laughs) loads of people get stood up in e20 jay got stood up in e20 last time we saw jay he did well kind of did because he asked sharon over to e20 Mm. and she never came we're not 100 percent sure she stacy got stood up in e20 because ruby just left her ruby being rude yeah what what happened to ruby Ruby? (laughs) her return was epic it really was those three scenes (laughs) those three scenes of her drunk Drinking, drinking like the, the champagne in a different glass. dress every time. Yeah. Oh, Ruby, she's back next week, I think. Yeah. So we got that. To That's joyful. To. Yeah. <laughs> so he he meets up with Jeff again by pure coincidence because he mm. Ray's leaving E twenty and he makes another lie up saying that he's working on their uh, till systems or booking their system. Booking system. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to book E twenty. Mm. So Jeff must not know what he does, or does Jeff think he's like a. IT person. <laughs> well, I'm, that's what I'm guessing. It's I'm really guessing odd. that he's told Jeff that he works in some kind of computers. Yeah. And Jeff drops the bombshell that they're <laughs> going to be neighbours soon. Yes. A Jack, another one of Jack's rentals. Many flats. Many flats. is, And it's, it's in the same block, the same terrace mm. as where Ray is living yeah, right so now. Yeah, so Ray's like, mm, maybe I am free actually to uh, have a drink. You get a bit more info. Mm. And yeah, he says he's a bad landlord. Don't want to go there. Yeah, he's got Those rats. Got rats. A rat called Hunter and a rat called Mel and a rat <laughs> called Ray. So yeah, he sort of tries to put him off but he's put his deposit down now. Yes, it's too late. But he was a bit worried, but he phoned Jack and Jack reassured him <laughs> and told him. Jack. Yeah. Yes, Do you know Jack... how many people I've got on the list? Oh, I, right. If we're like, talking, well... Right. If we're talking about this, we might as well jump to this straight now. <laughs> Jack showing his, yet again, his lovely tolerable Kind side. side yeah. yeah. Lovely landlord. Yeah. What a great landlord. <laughs> he basically, the guy, and he, he, the guy looked notably, so, Rewind. The guy gets beaten by Ray and mm-hmm. basically tells beaten him to, night. Yeah. Yeah, go, behind the club of each one, get out of here. The guy says, who are you? And Ray says, you'll never know. So that's quite exciting. Mm. Epic. So the guys 
terrified now. He doesn't want to live on yeah. Near the so he wants anymore. his deposit back. So he wants his deposit back from Jack. And so <laughs> in the cafe, you can tell he's physically shaking. He looks worried. He's looking around him all the time. Something ha- something has happened. He's got mm. a black eye. Yeah. He's clearly <laughs> he's clearly not had a good time the night before. He's he's now speaking to Jack. And Jack's reply is, "No, you're not getting deposit back. No." <laughs> Nah. Do you know how many people are on my list to rent this? Yeah, my list. Like, well, if there's so many on the list, why does it matter, yeah, Jack? Yeah, go next down to on the list then. <laughs> Jack is just a... I know, he's oh. horrible. And also, um, when Hunter was drinking at the bar, Billy says, oh, Sonia's brother died of over <laughs> over drinking. He's He was young too. And Mel just goes, oh, great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's like, all right, Billy. Mel, yeah. do you not care about teenagers dying? So is Mel and Jack better suited for each other than we're Maybe. actually giving They're them both credit for? heartless. Yeah, they both don't care. Horrible. They just all they care about is themselves <laughs> and and their kids i guess i suppose you can give jack that much credit mm. i did appreciate the billy mention it's nice that it was brought up it was a few mentions this week uh, regarding yeah penny's mentioned penny was mentioned who we haven't heard from no, for years the forgotten daughter yeah who lives in france um so yeah that's nice a few mentions mm. i like them <laughs> when they make sense well yes the jamie one he's fit not quite as nice but we discussed I'll that take last it. week. I'll take it. Well, it's nice to have Jamie in it, but as we said last week, they could have done it with a bit more <laughs> style and taste. Sonia's brother Billy died. Yeah. He was fit. <laughs> <laughs> Might hey, as well have written that. So this is when Jack is now angry. Angry Jack. He's staring at everyone, staring mm. at Mel and Ray. Slamming um, doors. Yeah. Goes to visit Mel and says, Your husband, he's scared off my landlord. Yeah. No, he's, he's scared beating of my, someone up. My tenant. My tenant, yeah. Beating someone up. How do you get those cuts on his hands? Yeah. Ask him. Ask him. <laughs> it's true. Mm. And that's another example of Ray manipulating Mel. Because she brings it up and says, well, did you actually hurt yourself at the gym? And he's like, oh, yeah, I was with my friend. He was spotting me. Phone him. Here yeah. he is. Here's his number. And he, he does it right in front of her. And he knows very well because he's done it like that. She's going to be like, oh, no, I believe you. Mm. So, yeah, it's another one. He was like massively calling her bluff it's funny how again we when mel first was introduced into the soap uh, reintroduced into the soap we kind of argued that mel has been weakened that she's meant to be this strong character that's coming in and every now and then she was knocked down by phil and sharon that's stopped now um and she could you could see she's almost equal now there was a few conversations with sharon and you could see there mm. was a respect a mutual respect mm, between a few them. slide digs but it was done with a oh, yeah. well done kind of scenario this, sharon said my conversation with ray's last longer than your marriage to ian yes yes well and but snap mel, mel did say that uh also that when phil drives like a lunatic like he's just stolen the car mel said old habits die hard <laughs> yeah so, referencing but... to um steve that was i think <laughs> I th- yeah steve's death and, and, nice. but there's sharon when she said that sharon just kind of went oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's phil she's forgotten all about phil oh well, we yeah forgotten about phil and she <laughs> so we have mel being a little bit clued up because she the Billy has messed up the orders for the Vic and the E twenty. No, Billy hadn't messed up the orders. Oh, hasn't he? The, the, he clicked on one of those postcode okay. boxes. Well, he did. And then. well, no, he clicked the wrong postcode. So he messed it up. Yes, I suppose he did. But he he blamed it because they gave an automatic postcode in the postcode box. Well, well they, they shouldn't name their business after their postcode, should they? That's stupid. Well, that's a good point. Surely stupid business a, name, Sharon. Should we call it? Whenever it's an EV delivered, E20. <laughs> so Mel goes in and talks to Linda. For the one time that Mel's actually being nice, like she's being quite friendly, mm. and Linda's in a bad mood and being horrible to her. Mm. So that backfired on Mel. I thought oh, that was one chance for her to be nice to someone. But I don't think she, she, all she wanted was her champagne. But this was also an opportunity for Shirley to ask how Simon Ray's nickname, Mm. is Simon Ray's nickname. And Mel's like, 
Oh no, it's his middle name. Ha ha ha. So she's yeah. now lying for Ray yeah, too. Covering. So she's now getting Keeping up appearances. intertwined with these lies. Yeah. Mm. And that's when she asks she because she outright asks Ray, but he doesn't answer. He like just he answers back with like another thing, blaming her about something. He never answers her why someone called him Simon. But this is when he starts doing the manipulation of you know mm. um, you're you're playing a game and you know you're you obviously don't want to be with me. You're always finding something to pick at me. Always finding mm. something to find wrong and this is when he starts molding mel a little bit now mm. mel really annoyed me on these bits because like she never does get an answer out of him about any of the things that she's noticed and then he sort of turns it all around on her and saying it's because she doesn't want anyone to trust she doesn't really want the relationship we need a break <laughs> <laughs> after being back for two weeks and then she just all of a sudden like just flips and she's back with him and like hugging and kissing and it's like for god's sake mel well he kind of gives her an ultimatum yeah uh, he says he basically says like you know if this is it then i might as well just go and you've lost me once if you want to lose me this time this will this is it this is finalized he also says something which is interesting that he thought that it was hunter's fault for why they were arguing all the time and why why she was always finding fault and then she said he he blamed jack and so he was also then kind of picking people. Mm, grasping it, yeah. Yeah, well, he was picking at people who he knew he could easily prove wrong. Mm. Um, so I suppose it's always, it's Jack digging, 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 digging yeah. into, his, into our ear, isn't it? Because he has quite a good scene with Jack before, because he sort of goes around and well, yes, says he is, knows a few things. This is the he? middle of the week, and this is when you actually learn that uh, Ray is actually a lot more, obviously, hitting someone in an alleyway and telling them to leave is quite dangerous but you're learning that he's quite a nasty there's more to him now mm. than a few kind of deals here him doing undercover police yeah, work he's there. got like inside knowledge somehow yeah somehow he knows more and so it kind of leads to is there now a link to gang the mafia aiden, aiden yeah, yeah and, and his sister yeah because that's his sister yeah his sister is clara mm. um but it's interesting because he knows he obviously knows about penny and his, his last trip abroad but he also said he knew about max's wife as well rainy yes like, did he mean that he just knows of her because she's a ex-prostitute and drug addict or does he did he mean i know that the marriage is fake mm, or yeah. did he know that they'd slept together i don't i'm not sure what he meant by that whether he meant he just knew of rainy being a bit of a bad history maybe he's got contact with like the maybe he's got some kind of way of getting into the cloud you know where so he's got he's been able to see the video that amy recorded of him <laughs> Kissing Rainy. Mm. So know, it's odd, isn't it? I thought it was a strange line. He says, Oh, and, and I know about your brother's wife. Mm. It's like, Well, what does he know? Just about her dodgy history, or does he actually know some of these secrets? So, yeah, that's interesting. Well, you immediately all this think info it's, from. Yeah, you immediately think it's about the wedding, don't you? But it's. Mm. It could be, like you say, it could be numerous different things. So, just got a few comments on Twitter this week. So, we have Dave Corbett Free. He says, I imagine Ray is, is a planned set arc character not one who'll be around for years Oates may alter this a little bit but he's very much the type of villain that won't stay so he thinks he's like got a set storyline here here and then mm. done i was thinking yesterday that kate Oates, when she first joined coronation street pat Phelan was only in the soap as a bit character mm. kind of went in did mm -hmm. a couple of stories and then left yeah and because she saw potential for him to do more, he was then put in as as basically her main. This was her tenor, mm. but this was the story that she that basically floated on from beginning to the end. Yeah, yeah the big Pat, big story. The big story. So I've been thinking which characters could possibly be a Pat Phelan in EastEnders and Ray. In my 
thoughts is one of them. Not Stuart. Stuart's another one. <laughs> no, Stuart is another one, but it depends on how how mm. Stuart's story goes down the you line. You have to think of someone who like left last year who was only in it for like six months or something, like who she could bring back and change Wayland. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> she could bring back Lauren and um sexy glasses man. Yeah. But I think, boy. but I think Ray's got the right criteria. Yeah. He's he's a bit naughty. He's a bit bad. He's he's got something in him where he could kill or be bad, nasty. Mm. But he's got this charismatic persona. Yeah. Stuart is just plain bad, yeah. and he, he's he's good at manip- He's again good at manipulating, but doesn't have that. So yeah, Ray to me is someone mm. I think could possibly be one of them. A Pat Phelan <laughs> of the future. We've got at Arlene H Wycombe. She says Mel is so stupid to trust this Ray or whatever he is, and the lies that come out of his mouth. At Phil Ford says, Ray is an abuser. How manipulative can he be? And this is one that I found interesting. Steve White, L-O-F-C. He says, if anyone can even understand a word Ray says, please translate. No, right. So I was saying this. I need a subtitles on when he talks. I have no problem understanding what he's saying. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He talks real quiet. No, he really doesn't. He does. The prison scene. And he always looks down, like talks into his shirt. No. It's all quiet. I can't hear what he's saying. I g- genuinely Subtitles are on. not have a problem at all. I, I, every word he says is clear to me. No. Well, I'm not the only one because there's quite a few people well, saying yes, that. Well, yes, I'm glad so. you have some people on your team. There you go. So if we are going to go off, have a little break now, have a little game, some fun and laughs, right. and we'll be back with a affair. Oh. <laughs> Right, so my turn again this week for a little game. It is. You excited? On a scale of one to five, how excited are you? One to five? Yeah, it's Martin Fowler's five a day. Oh, five. Five, wow. So you're going to get five out of five today? <laughs> yes. Excellent For news. once. <laughs> Just for any new listeners, this is Martin Fowler's five a day. The rules are as follows. I will ask Ben a question. He must answer the question with five answers that relate to the question. So, uh, for instance, I say, name five colours of the rainbow. And Ben would say... Dot, Pauline, <laughs> Ethel, <laughs> Lou and Dr. Truman. And they would be wrong in the sense that they're not colours, but they are under a rainbow, a rainbow of the soap, that is, extenders. So uh, I hope that will make sense. And obviously play along uh, if you're listening. So here we go. So are you ready, Ben? Yes. How long have I got? You have 30 seconds as well. You always have 30 seconds to answer five. Okay. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing better than a good wedding. And on the square, there have been a fair share. Especially with the butchers. But can you name five people who have married a butcher from 1989 to 2010? At least one (laughs) must have the surname butcher, be it from birth or having wedded into being a butcher. That's a little clue if you think about it. Yeah, but my butcher knowledge is low. But that's fine. I'm sure it's better than you think. And there's also one answer where a couple had married twice. If you said that twice it would still only count as one mm-hmm. yes okay. of course so of course so to <clears> sum up in 30 seconds you need to name five partners who married a member of the butcher family okay the lost family of recent times i feel oh, i know that well there is oh there's one butcher left isn't there it? is tiff good old tiff. now who's her mum and dad <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so you have 30 seconds and your time starts now bianca Yes, Bianca Jackson uh, married Ricky Butcher. Okay. Uh, Tiffany? 
no. Mary Grant? Tiffany Tiffany's Butcher. not a butcher. Oh, isn't she? No. She was Pat. friends. Yes, Pat Butcher married Frank Butcher. She was Pat Wicks. Natalie. Natalie Evans, no. Oh. Erin no, <laughs> Evans, not a butcher. She... Oh, I thought she married Ricky. No. Oh. She had a, a thing with Ricky. Okay. You got two, three seconds left. I know, I don't know any butchers. Oh, time is oh up. God. I don't know any butchers. You, this Carol you... Jack, she's a Jackson. She's a Jackson. Um, Sonia, well, she's a Jackson as well, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, See, the butchers a are no. a bit like... No, you did this last week. You said you couldn't distinguish between the Bills and the and <laughs> No, the I'm not Fowlers. saying I can't distinguish, but I'm just saying I know more about the Jackson side than the, but- the butcher side is Bianca. I don't know. So please tell me. I have no idea. Well, you you will kick yourself with some of these answers. So we'll start with Ricky Butcher. As you rightly said... She... Are you sure Tiffany Butcher isn't a butcher? <laughs> no, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany was friends with Bianca. Oh, that's why... That's why she named she... it after oh, her friend. God's sake. Yeah, after she got knocked down by Frank. Butcher. So who married Pat? <laughs> who married Pat? He also married Peggy. Did, oh. So you could have had Peggy Mitchell. So Frank Butcher and Peggy Mitchell was the first of April, nineteen ninety nine. Going back then, Ricky Butcher married Bianca Jackson twice. Once in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, they married twice. I forgot. To once say. in two thousand. Oh, I wouldn't have got them anyway. And before any of that, he married Sam Mitchell. He eloped to Scotland. We we're only talking about it last week. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that was in nineteen ninety one. Janine Butcher married Barry Evans. Yeah, Janine's a butcher, isn't she? Yeah, she married Janine uh, Barry She's, Evans. Janine to me is like one like Cheryl Madonna. She's just. Janine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you don't really... Well, she's, she's had the most marriages in mm. The Butchers. She married a guy called David in 2008, who was a rich Jewish man. Yeah, but that um, wouldn't have been a butcher if she married them, would it? Yeah, because she kept the name Butcher. Well, she kept it? She kept it, oh, yes. So she became Janine Butcher. Silly. She then married Ryan Malloy. They don't count as butchers. Skip and, past that. And then she married no. Michael Moon. Yeah, they're all Moons and Malloy, not And Janine Butcher married them. That's silly. It's not silly. The question was, who married a butcher? Okay, well, what are the other ones? Well, the last one is, we've done Frank Butcher, which is Pat Wicks and Peggy Mitchell. And then obviously when Pat Wicks became Pat Butcher, she married Roy Evans. Okay, I accept that. I don't accept the Janine ones, though. So really, that was more difficult than you think, if well, you take away all the Janine ones. But the ones you could have got for Janine, like Barry Evans, you didn't get either. No. No. But yeah, she's not a butcher when she marries them, so that doesn't count. She was a butcher. She kept the name Butcher very modern of janine she's a modern woman well, she kept butcher five times four times wow. because she would only marry them for the sake of either money as i was saying she married this guy called david because she married him for money and then as he was having a heart attack she revealed that she had uh, oh, yeah. done it for the money well i'm sorry well, i feel cheated well, you shouldn't feel cheated because even okay if you eliminated the ones you feel cheated on there's, there's still many. no there's still seven possible answers yeah and i've got three you got two. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Martin Fowler's Five a Day. Will I ever win a game again? We... <laughs> I don't know what you have. You have some confusion between. If well, I give you a name. I don't think that game was fair. I still don't think it was. Mm. But it's fine. We'll move on. I don't hold grudges. I'll make it easier for you next week. If anyone has any well, questions... it's my game next week. Oh, yeah, so. the following week. If anyone has any questions that they want me to pose to Ben, please feel free to email us. I'll see them. <laughs> Put on there, not to be seen by Ben as <laughs> the subject. There you go. I'll still look. Okay. No, I won't. I no, won't. you won't. I won't. No. I won't. So we are talking about the Carters, Stuart, Linda, Linda's guilt, Mick getting angry. Mick's guilt. Mick's spin-off in prison if he stays there Well, which longer. we might as well have not invested any time in last week because now we've not, we saw the prison <laughs> twice and both times we only really got introduced for Fraser. It looked more prison-like, though, this week, I thought. Well, because there, there were was... actual 
gates <laughs> yeah, and there, like jail bars. There was more of an air of mystery to it. So that's mm. probably why it felt more like prison. So, I um, mean, all the evidence is adding up for Mick's imprisonment pretty much now. Richie's that £300 an hour is not going to cut it, I don't think. No. Well, she's um, she's basically stacking the evidence against him. So the, uh, uh, the residue of the gun and also someone has from another prison, Alan Clark, has said that he sold Mick mm. the gun, showed the photograph to Linda. I think Linda did recognise that picture as the gun that she threw away mm. as well. So, that's, so someone's found the gun. Yeah, but with no fingerprints. But then quite obviously the police are like but of course they're cleaning the fingerprints which makes mick even more guilty yeah because it's been cleaned it makes it look more guilty and linda's like so it was linda's fault really if she left the gun where it was yeah but it was in an ice bucket so it would have been surrounded with water yeah they would have still been able to find something i guess well they did they found the residue on mick's clothing they did so linda's very suspicious linda's asks giving up hope giving up hope and asks mick again where were you and he said i went to get some air and Mm. and she she's starting to not believe him yeah frazier's looking on he's talking to a blonde woman and he's like staring at them arguing and not really mm. getting along top do, dog do you think that blonde woman is his wife his girlfriend <laughs> or more like i did wonder sister. if it was i've wondered if it was the blonde woman from um before who came to visit mick well no because linda and mick yeah were that's both, both recognized so that's a shame so another, yeah, i don't know who she yeah. is another thing linda shows richie the video of mick kissing uh that blonde woman mm. in prison and Richie says, I wouldn't think anything of it. We know now that Stuart has someone inside the prison mm. so he can manipulate bits and pieces from inside. But then Linda uses that evidence against Mick later on when she visits him. Knowing... Yeah, well, she's upset because Mick didn't tell her. That's true. He's been Remember lying to her. Remember two years ago, no more secrets? <laughs> that was thrown out the window. That was she... just before Linda disappeared from maternity leave oh, with yes, her secrets. Yes. No more secrets. But again, Linda is keeping secrets from Mick, although she did admit quite quickly when she dropped the gun in the canal. Yeah, she admitted that so... as soon as they could. But um, yeah, it's all going against Mick at the moment. It's not looking good. Shirley's getting more and more angry. Shirley with is fuming. And she's Linda. like angry at Richie all of a sudden as well. It's like you brought Richie in, Shirley. Mm. Well, she's just angry because she's frustrated. Yeah. But Shirley wants to throw. Linda out the the pub. <laughs> What's she still doing here? She's not welcome here. It's no. like, well, it's Linda's you go pub. Against Mick. <laughs> go against the family. 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 In their meeting in the prison with Mick and Linda ends with them basically her sort of giving up on Mick. And Frasier gives a little call to Stuart to say that he's witnessed this and they've they're not together anymore. They're not a united front. He he says that Linda doesn't believe him. Mm. Um, and Stuart's quite surprised and he says um he didn't see that coming bonus bonus for his plan brucey bonus for old stewart so i mean linda's been annoying a lot of people this week i feel because if it is the fact that she doesn't believe mick which the way she's acting even when she's on her own it does kind of seem like she has given up on him like if she was faking it to entrap Stuart. there's scenes where she's on her own or just with ollie but she's still acting like she yeah. doesn't believe i know him. i know i know what you're hinting at where you're you're going to so a lot of people believe that linda is doing this as an act and yeah that she's, put, doing, she's putting this Stuart. all on to yeah somehow entrap Stuart because she visits Stuart later on and they have a conversation and she says that she wants his side of the story because to her she says there's three sides there's mick's side Stuart's side and then with a combination of them two she can find the truth which is 
the third side. Dennis. Um, Dennis. Dennis holds the key. But that's a, that's interesting as well. Dennis has been very quiet throughout all this. Mm. And we know that Dennis had Purposely. some kind of, yes, yeah, some kind of involvement in this. I suppose Dennis has been kind of brushed to one side because of the Shianu story that's happening mm. at the moment. Um, so Sharon's more busy with her own life <laughs> at this present time. Yeah. But um, so, so Linda's suddenly becoming very friendly with Stuart and asking him questions, trying to find information out. Mm. And Stuart's quite open. Changing his bandage. Changing his gaining bandage. Gaining trust. Yeah. And uh, he's openly giving this information. And throughout the week, uh, Stuart rem- messages Linda and asks her if, she believes him and this is when they're arranging having a conversation on the phone with Mick so this kind of gets her a little bit confused and mixed up mm. too but, but, but as you were saying a lot of theory is that, is that she's doing this as a big plan this is a, her to entrap Stuart one way or another and in a funny way she's the only one who knows the plan so she's kind of is, is she keeping it to herself is she deliberately keeping it to herself on the I scenes, do hope so yeah on the scenes when well, so at the end she goes I told you so I told you, I did it all. This is all me. I planned it all from the beginning, which would be interesting because you never really see that in um, soaps. There's always someone who's on the inside with the other mm. person, even Sharon, because she has a conversation with Sharon in the week. And Sharon even says to Linda, you know, there's stuff I've had to cover up for Phil on many an occasion. You just do that. That's what you do. Mm. That, but that would have been a good opportunity for Linda to open up and say, well, actually, I've got a bit of a plan in my yeah, head. And I'm going to not letting anyone this. in on it. She's not letting anyone in. So on the not scenes... So on the scenes when she's on her own in the bedroom, I think that's just her. I think it's just her thinking. Staying focused. Staying focused, Mm. working out what to do next. So you do think this is what she's doing? You don't think she's believing that Mick could be capable of this? Because there's that whole thing where he says he hurt fingers and how he almost kills Stuart by holding, suffocating him. And she's like, that's not the Mick that I know. All these things like that. And maybe she is thinking, well, actually, maybe he is, um, has got this violent... Yeah, because Tina said last week, oh, it could just take a little bit for Mick to turn. Mm, and Stuart mentions it this week as well, saying you didn't know Mick mm. um, before before you met. He was a much different person. He could he liked to, he liked to play tricks on people. He liked to be mm. nasty and beat people up and be horrible. And you think you've softened him. You think you've uh, made him a much kinder Mick, but he's not at all. Mm. Mick even says that in prison he has to be a different yeah. Mick. He can't be the Mick that you know no, outside. He'll die. Be... <laughs> I'll die in here. I'll die in here. Um, I mean, it's interesting. Do you think Stuart would be stupid enough to fool? Like, if Linda does start coming on to him or whatever, do you think he'll be fool for that? Or do he... you think she'll just do it as a friendship thing? Or do you think he'll be so because he's a bit mad he sees this as like the ultimate prize so he'll just be a bit blinded by it he just wants someone to believe him yeah. and last week he wanted zara to believe him and failed at it mm. um linda and halfway before that and halfway before that mick he wanted to be friends with mick and the whole family that mm. i mean he tried to ma- manipulate his way in getting mick to move away from linda so maybe he's doing it from another angle mm. and so he's trying to manipulate linda to push Mick aside but then drop Linda and be, mm. I don't know it, it, you don't really know what's going on well, in I guess her plan is to get I don't know is she going to get in a relation not a relationship like a fake relationship I don't with think Stuart, or like just like a him. close fake friendship with him and just get him to admit something I think she's just going to keep um, massaging his ego and making him think that she believes him and everything mm. that he's doing I don't think there's going to be a relationship I certainly don't think it'll be a sexual relationship no or I, I mean it's not. <laughs> no <laughs> it'd just be that'd be too ridiculous if she gets in a relationship with him it reminds me of I was talking to you about the Arthur when Arthur was in prison mm. and um, Pauline was being wooed by the person who got Arthur in prison and she got information from him by pretending to be interested in him and mm. that's what freed Arthur so 
similar sort of thing, I suppose, what Linda is planning, I guess. I think so. I, and I, I She's going to record a conversational yeah. confession or something. I think we'll only be privy to this plan, officially, as it were. Once it's revealed. Well, not, not even once she's revealed it to everyone. I think in one episode at some point, she's going to have this conversation with uh, Stuart where she pushes him and eventually he admits it in front of her. Mm. And then she'll just leave or walk away from him and she'll just get out like a tape recorder or her phone and play it back. And so, but but she'll still keep it to herself. Mm. But then as the audience, we'll know that she's... I hope she doesn't do that stupid thing, which they do sometimes, is when they play it in front of the person once they've done it. Oh, no, that Like on their own. I was like, don't do that. Because Stuart um, would would completely overpower her. Stuart mm. is physically stronger than linda linda's just mentally stronger so she needs to use that to her advantage and the only thing i can see going wrong in this is her plan keeping it to herself is that shirley is gonna almost make the family disown linda and it's like how far is linda gonna go with this plan i don't think shirley will succeed at that though because again it's it's gonna like burn some bridges i think until it's revealed what she's Mm. actually doing and it's gonna make shirley feel a bit red-faced and it, it might cause a bit of tension in the family going forward maybe i mean shirley is softened by tina and tina's always almost like the angel on shirley's constant devil shoulder and she i think tina tina and halfway this week both mentioned that linda wasn't acting herself and i think they're always Mm. going to use that as a way of just comforting shirley into saying there's something going on here or something's not quite right just just let this trust yeah yeah, just just let let this play out linda shouts at shirley and says i've told you just leave it and yes. like, that's sort of a little hint. It's like, just leave it. I've got this. Yeah, maybe. this is yeah, this is my but, problem um, to sort. It depends how hot-headed Shirley gets, I guess. I mean, Shirley, Shirley, some friction. I don't think Shirley. Shirley likes to shout and push her weight around, but at the same time, I think Linda has the control in the Vic. Mm. So I think as much as Shirley shouts and cries and moans. Um, and Shirley, you can tell Shirley doesn't have the control of Linda because she tried to arrange a phone call with Linda and Mick and Linda didn't take the phone yeah. call. Or is she going to push Shirley out of the Vic then? Is Shirley going to be like, well, I'm going to leave then? I think Shirley would leave herself. Mm. I don't think she would yeah. ever be pushed. That's what I, I mean. Think, yeah, I think Shirley would probably leave. This um, plan of hers keeping it a secret is going to cause some sort of aftermath within the family, I think. But it shouldn't because eventually. if it gets mixed, Scott free. I know, but Shirley would be like, you should have told me I wouldn't have done this. This Like Shirley might do something to mess up the plan like not knowing like things i think mm. there'll be a few things along the way which might make linda think mm, maybe should i carry on with this plan of mine or or not yeah but if this is the story and so linda does stop believing mick and it's the whole point is that that's that's exactly what she thinks and she thinks mick has done it then the fallout of that will be atrocious mm. and um, i hope it isn't that though well, I, just... be, I think this. I think this would be the grounds for the Carter breakup. I think this is where the Mick and Linda breakup, and perhaps then new hands on the Vic, mm. which a lot of people are saying might happen with Kate Oates. Yeah. Sorry to keep going back to Kate Oates, <laughs> but we have to now think about the Ford and think what is going to happen. And oh, I think no. this could be this could be the opportunity where the Vic might lose the Carters might lose the ownership of the Vic. I don't know. Danny Dye has always said that he doesn't want mick and linda to break up yeah but this would this would tear any relationship up if it's to be true mm. it is uh, it's obviously one of two theories and that is linda's lying or linda is honest and she believes this so we'll see. Find I mean, out Stuart's, down the line. he's still filming Stuart, so he's there till at least christmas he is i don't know if any of you guys have seen his videos on twitter and he's doing his little raps <laughs> in the car but they are fantastic mm. really jesse wallace those. is a fan jesse well i'm a fan of jesse wallace wow. as i am with uh, ricky champ Keep bringing them out, Ricky. They're uh, really good little raps. Really enjoying those. So our last lot of storylines this week is the ongoing... Love. (laughs) 
Cupid's arrow hits. Extremely horny, Sharon. <laughs> Extremely horny. I mean, she was just. I mean, five days a week at the moment, if not more. She was just. I don't know. She was sliding around the square, and she was so <laughs> dripping with love. Um. Yes. I mean, we have the ongoing storyline of Keanu wanting to be a chauffeur. No, it's just a taxi driver. A taxi driver. Just a taxi but a driver. chauffeur hat that she found at the back of the wardrobe that she gives him. Well, because... Is that one of Phil's old ones? Maybe. because one, one of her ex-boyfriends she's kept. She did say she wardrobe. found it in the back of the cupboard, didn't she? So yeah. she's... She it's from like a little memory box. Maybe she got Dennis to wear it. Maybe. Her, not her son, her ex. Yes, I presume um, that. I didn't... <laughs> maybe it's one of his she's kept. I don't really... I, to be honest with you, I suspend belief when it comes to Shiannu. So I just believe that she just had it in the back of the With wardrobe. the handcuffs and the yeah. knots and yeah. the And her sexy whips. lingerie. I mean, she hasn't used that in such a long time. No longer it's at the back of the wardrobe. No. I mean, Phil's not exactly... The last time we knew that Phil and Sharon had any kind of sexual interaction was when he came back from his holiday. And bought a chocolate bar. Bought a chocolate bar and slapped her bum and they ran upstairs and she... Although yeah, she did two do minutes the, later. She did, do that, she did do that scream. She did the very same scream again mm. that she did uh, when Phil <laughs> slapped her on the bum. So... Uh, yes oh, yes it was all going on i mean i it was interesting when her and because basically the whole week her and keanu just keep a bit on and offy she finds out his age she's a bit off of him then she is on with him and stuff she sort of doesn't believe that keanu could fancy her and um she says to him oh it's really nice having a modern man interested in me and i thought that's where this affair sort of coming from phil was such like an old like 80s chauvinistic pig kind of thing and and what she's attracted to Keanu with is how he's like a modern man he's he shows his emotions and things well he shows and... his emotion he shows her respect mm. he he always puts her before himself which again Phil doesn't do mm. it's all the things she's missing from mm. Phil isn't it that relationship yeah but Phil's really misogynistic and he yeah. always he cares about is he's just you know his bully beef he has to show this image and even Sharon says that in the square she's seen as Mrs Phil Mitchell so she's not she's almost lost her own identity mm. while Keanu embraces her identity embraces mm. the way Sharon and she almost is. doesn't believe it does she like no. he keeps saying well you're beautiful and you're this and I'm really attracted to you and mm. she's like stop talking about me but, I think it's quite sweet, actually. It's like a, que- a quite a sweet side of Sharon. Yeah, Keanu is proper infatuated with Sharon. Yeah. And it's, 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 I think it's genuine as well. I mean, there's some chatter that perhaps Keanu's using it to deliberately wind up Phil to no. to make him angry. But I don't think it is no, that. I, I think because the, the relationship started before any of the happened mm. with Phil and Keanu mm. you know, getting fired and the Dennis stuff. This stuff started happening way before then. And uh, yeah, you say it's, it's nice to see Sharon almost, no pun intended, let her hair down and kind mm. of just be herself again and be free and easy and to just have fun. It's nice to see <laughs> fun, lots Sharon. Of fun. I know, it's lovely to see fun, Sharon. Though. <laughs> and it was funny, the storyline where he's going for a job interview and um, Mel says, oh, there's been a car crash yes. at the same place it was a Keanu's. Ford, it was a Ford, which is Keanu's car. So yes. Sharon puts two and two together and makes 107. <laughs> yeah, she and spends the whole episode like wandering around the square, phoning him, yeah. getting worried. Getting more and more. He goes to visit Karen. Mm, that's that's as well. I thought that was like... That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, like she was that desperate, not desperate, but like mm. that desperate to know that she's almost risk. It looks a bit F- odd, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, to find out about because um, well, Karen goes to see uh, Sharon first because Karen asks if she's seen Keanu, and she's oh, why have I seen Keanu? So oh, I believe he's doing some work for you. And Keanu was meant to pick up Chatham and Riley to go swimming, and it's unlike him not to, to yeah to miss that. it. I mean, there's a few times also where Keanu almost puts his foot in it um, with his mum because later in the week he reveals that the car that he's got is from Sharon. She's mm. like, oh, I thought you said that was from an old mate. <laughs> 
and uh, Sha- and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, you know, Sharon, let me borrow it. Uh, you know, as an apology for mm. what feels feels. And he it. gets caught by Bernie like sending photos as well. Yeah, she said, oh, you're sexting someone. Who's the girl? Tell me. Yeah. He won't tell her. So yeah, it's. They're not being that careful. We've been saying this for a while. I like also that the Taylor house is the most realistic house of family coming and goings of the Mm. whole of the square. Because this week when Tiff was at the Slater house, I mean, there's like 106 million people who live in that house. nowhere to be seen. And there were nowhere to be seen. The only ones you saw was Mo. Yeah, Big Mo and Whitney. Mm. But while in the Taylor house, there was a proper, like the mum was there and Chapman Riley yeah, was there. Yeah, people the walking in and out and stuff. Keegan yeah. was there. So there was a proper, yeah. you felt like you were actually in this, in mm. this house was being lived in. It was really good. Really yeah. good. And we also have like the big story of obviously when she finds out he's not dead, she sort of admits her feelings for him. And then she says, well, now you've got the job. Well, no, he didn't he, get he, the no, but job. he's got like the fake license and things of because of his fake age from her yes because she gives him a contact because yeah. uh originally um <laughs> yeah originally karen gives him a phone number for some dodgy guy mm. and sharon's but not a very good dodgy guy sharon knows a better well, sharon dodgy knows guy. a better dodgy guy he does he does a better quality life i find it funny how she knows his number off by heart as well she didn't look it up she's wrote it down oh, i thought she opened up her address book and wrote oh, it from did her she? She oh, did, i didn't think i she think did. it was her address oh, okay. book. modern sharon you see the way she uses a phone <laughs> <Her file effect. laughs> yeah um, oh, I thought she knew it off by heart. I was like, no. oh, how many fake ideas? It was a little red got? book. It was a little red book. Oh, I was expecting. I'd it to love be a to look through that. I'd like to look through a little black book. I bet she's got loads of <laughs> just phone numbers. Keanu. In there. <laughs> yeah, just the past twenty pages. I heart Keanu written <laughs> on twenty pages endlessly. So yeah, she says, "Oh well, now you've got this. We'll clean up your car. The arches will be free for an hour. Yes, we need to check the oil. Mm-hmm. We need to uh, just get the give me a once the over. I mean the car. Yeah. So yeah, they get rocking. Well, can I just say a couple of quotes that uh, were said <laughs> just before the act of love was mm. performed in the carriage of the archers first of all sharon says that she would um basically reference to the archers and also her legs <laughs> i'll open it up for you and then keanu says that he would he would be happy to drive south of the river for her <laughs> so um you know just a couple of quotes from mm. sharon and keanu's sordid affair i know i mean she gets in the back of the seat Gets right on her back. Her phone drops out of her pocket. <gasps> yes. She and dials. starts ringing someone. Who though? And yeah, there's voicemails and missed calls from Sharon on someone's phone in the cafe of her squeaking and giggling and moaning and saying his name, him saying her name. Now, who did she call? Who do you think it is? Someone who has an iPhone, a white iPhone. The common census is that it's Louise. However, I have my own theory. <laughs> I have a theory too. Oh, What's okay. yours? Well, you know, you... they're the same. Oh, well, no, I want you to go first then. What if it's the same as yours? Our theory's never the same. Well, okay. I, oh. I haven't got really got a theory, but I thought it could be Karen. Oh, it is the same. Oh, I think it's Karen say. too. I think it's Karen. Oh, okay. The only thing that makes me think it's not Karen is the phone was... Not broken. <laughs> not broken. Not broken. Like yeah. smashed screen or something. No, and it's quite a new and it's quite an expensive phone. But then that's not to say she didn't buy a phone from Jagger, for instance. Mm. So but yeah, there's not many. It could be Louise or Keegan. Keegan's another one. We know that Keegan has an iPhone. Yeah, but why would Sharon have Keegan's mobile number? It's Sharon's phone. Mm. Phoning it. True, but then why should she, would she have Karen? Michelle. <laughs> well, she mentions Michelle this week. I, I know. Think. I saw yes, that. Yes. That's good. She I said that. yes. She said that, um, she had a friend who had a similar situation. It didn't turn out very yeah. well. She got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Could be Louise because mm. the CV was in Louise's scanner. Oh, that's right. And she she asked so, her why. Yeah, mm. that could be. But I mean, that's that's interesting. It's like, um, what would Louise do with him? Surely she'd go straight to Phil. Would I she? Don't know. Blackmail. I don't think I don't she would blackmail, blackmail Sharon, them. but I think she'd keep. 
she'd be there'd be like a week long where she'd be like torn of whether she should tell Phil or mm. not, and something will happen, and there'll be this big argument between Sharon and Louise, and then Louise will just reveal it. Was it Dennis? She was phoning. Oh, I hope it wasn't Dennis. Like, it was <laughs> oh, yeah, poor gross, Dennis, isn't it? Liz. Yeah, that would be gross. But yeah, I can't really think of who else it could be. I think yeah, Karen or Karen Louise. or Louise. Yeah, that's likely. I'd I'd love it to be a third person. Be nice to be a bit of a surprise. Dot. <laughs> Could be Dot. Gosh. Imagine. Well, she is back soon. She is. Because the awesome trailer was released. Yes. Dot appeared in the awesome trailer. Oh, my God. And Dave the Cat. Yeah, he was there. Dr. Leg. Who's that? Well, you <laughs> might find out next week. Um. So, yeah, Halloween is going to be a big storyline this year because they forgot it last year. Yes, and you saw in the awesome trailer that they're all dressed up in Halloween costumes. Yes. And it looks like Hayley might be giving birth at Halloween in the back of Keanu's cab. It looks like Jean will find out about Haley's little secret. Yes, Alfie. I just realised, actually, the phone that Sharon could have been phoning could have been Kat. She's phoned her a few times for a few jobs with Keanu, and she's mentioned a few things of Keanu, like Ooh. got Kat to do a few jobs for Keanu, so she yeah. might put two and two together. Maybe, maybe. Big Mo. <laughs> let's, no. let's stop this Cat, possibly. <laughs> possibly Cat. Yeah, so yeah, got a fun autumn to look forward to. It looks quite decent, actually. I have to say, yes. Well edited. So let's quickly then jump to the poll of the week, which we put on Twitter every Monday when EastEnders is being broadcast in the UK. The question was, Stuart is going to continue to tear the Carters apart by manipulating Linda's affections toward him. How do you think he will start his charm offensive? And the alternative answers were buy a royal wedding DVD, wear a pink dressing gown, which is like the one that Mick wore during the wedding. At the wedding, yes. I just thought context <laughs> a box of minute mark chocolates or make a mixtape should i go through the order or play torture with her with the mixtape <laughs> yeah i would say the um royal wedding because he broke her china set so it's the least he could do we'll it's buy a, a dvd of the royal yeah, wedding yeah. place to her heart well unfortunately the the twitter community didn't agree with you number one oh. was wear a pink dressing gown at 44 percent. second was buy the royal wedding dvd at 32 percent. third was the mixtape at 15 and 15 percent, and the chocolate was at nine percent couple of comments just really quickly at ee sprite hello she knew what he did to tina and she knows he broke into their home and sexually assaulted her as she saw in the video he threatened her in the cellar how tone deaf are eastenders so she's not happy this storyline mm. at all and at camilla latham basically says i've finally given up with this ridiculous storyline <laughs> Boring exclamation mark. So I'm a bit upset that people. Let's have... hope it's not as black and white as it appears. No. We're hoping it's not. Because I'll be disappointed if it is. Yeah, I'm a bit sad that people think this storyline's kind of taken a bit of a dull turn because I think it's. I think it's still got good legs. To be honest with you, mm, I'm enjoying less Stuart. Like I do like Stuart, and I think it's interesting, but I'm enjoying not having him like in every single scene. I think less is more with him at but the moment. It has been a lot less this week. He's yeah, been it's been in a better. Very, it's been very rationed mm. out this week. But it's been yes, better. as always, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at EastEnders Week. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Email us EastEndersWeek at gmail.com. Send us your comments, your thoughts, anything you like. But a quick shout out to say thank you to everyone who's been sending us really nice comments on Twitter these past couple of weeks, been saying how they've been enjoying the show. Big thumbs up. Yeah, thank who'd know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're obviously not wasting our time. Thank you so much, guys, for these tweets. They really appreciate them. Just to remind people, you can also review us on iTunes if you wanted to. Just give us five stars and write a little helps comment. helps us appear. It helps us appear Apparently. a little bit on the chart. I don't know how it works, but you do know. it if you, if you feel good and you want to <laughs> help us along, then please do. Yeah. Feel free to do and, so. And um, before we go i don't want to be a bit weird but um 
I just got a really weird voicemail from your mum. 